your boy DM3, and you're listening to Pandemonium with Mike Lindsley on the Buffalo Bills, exclusively on the Built to Buffalo Podcast Network. What's up, Bills Mafia? Mike Lindsley back with you here on the Built-In Buffalo Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, download, rate, and review all of our shows. Get us on builtinbuffalonews.com. And, of course, all over the social platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube page, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, uh, you know, it's seven days a week, right, of Bills content as we uh, get ready for the real, real time of the football season, the, the season that the Bills are playing for with all these expectations and uh, we've got the big, uh, uh, you know, long, really compared to three three games in 12 days and playing two of them in five days type of a thing. Uh, this break for the Bills was much needed. It's funny because sometimes you just don't know how the extra rest will affect them, right? I mean, sometimes teams like Buffalo, they face adversity. They The harder it is, maybe sometimes the better you play. Um, you get some rest, maybe you kind of come back a little bit and you, and you look a little worse. It's weird how rest works. But I think in their particular case, I think they do need it because they got to get bodies back and they got divisional games coming up and they need that extra prep. They need their own beds. They need the facilities and they need to win the next two games. And with that, let's bring in longtime best-selling author, Bill's reporter, unbelievable sports columnist for years and years and years. He's now with the Rochester Business Journal. We're going to break down the Bills right now, the game going into this week and beyond. It's my good friend, Scott Petoniak. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm doing fine, and, and so are the Bills, obviously. Yeah, things change quickly. I mean, you know, you lose the Jets and the Vikings and the world's ending and all the injuries and all the adversity with Detroit and the challenges and, you know, the Lions uh, uh, on Thanksgiving. And here we are, and Buffalo is right back where they were at the beginning of the year as the top seed in the AFC uh, at 9-3 and three because obviously they have the tiebreaker over Kansas City. Casey loses the Bengals. Uh, you know, the Bills get a break with Miami losing against San Francisco. But do you think right now that the Bills are the best team in the AFC and in football? Wow. Um, if I had to say right now, it's probably between them and Cincinnati, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, uh, Cincinnati scares me. Um, they obviously, you know, the job they've done on, uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs in the last three games over the, the last calendar year is awfully impressive. Uh, they're healthy. They have three dynamic receivers, and they have a, a heck of a quarterback in Joe Burrow, who you know uh, probably is getting close to being being mentioned in the same sentence as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he is—he's something else. He's special. Uh, so, you know, I, I would say I would still probably I would lean towards the best chances of winning it all are still with the Bills. I'm still I'm still very bullish on them. Um, but man, Cincinnati's scary right now. And, you know, that game could take on some significance if let's say, you know, Kansas city has a fairly easy schedule the rest of the way. And so you may have pressure to have to, you know, as the bills to, you know, to, to win out. And that means, you know, of, of these games, I think they can, but the toughest one's going to be that Cincinnati game. But I, I still lean that the bills are the Super Bowl favorites. So, you know, going back to that Thursday night game, um, you know, this past week, um, did you feel, a lot of people felt like, even though the Bills scored only 24 points, that it was one of, if not the best, complete wins of the season, and just how they did it, and it was only 17-7 to at the half. It wasn't like it was a blowout, blowout by the score, 
but it felt a lot larger than that. And the Bills have figured out, I think, how to win games when things have kind of come off the rails for Allen a little bit, uh, you know, with turnovers and all the rest. But they they really they really controlled the New England game in a way that, and you know, Scott, you've been doing this for decades covering sports. Sometimes you win closer, but it feels like you dominated more. Did you get that sense? Yeah, I never I never worried about that game. You know, seventeen seven felt like thirty five to seven. Now, part of it has to do. I think I think the Patriots are a mess. And I think Belichick's overthought himself and, and is paying for it. I mean, and, and you don't have Tom Brady anymore. You know, let's be honest. I mean, he masked, you know, so many deficiencies and enabled to enabled your team to, you know, to overcome a lot of that stuff. But um, yeah, I think one of the positives maybe that has come out of Josh's injury was that, you know, they needed to protect him a little bit and they needed to stop being maybe overly reliant on him. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, the Bills need to become this, you know, run-oriented team or anything. You know, Josh still needs to be Josh, and, and you still need to allow him to be that. But I think, you know, I think that this forced them to look at their run game a little bit more and to look at some different, you know, options. Now, Josh still makes the big play, you know, that you would expect a super-duper star to make and that you need him to make in order to win games. But maybe something good came of that in that, you know, you, you kind of um, weather that storm and show that you are a little bit more of a, more of a complete team than maybe certainly than you were last year at this time. And, and, you know, you know, it's easy to forget this team was seven and five at this point last year. And really, they yeah. lost like what, three of five seven and games. six, seven and six. And it, yeah. 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 Seven, and they weren't they weren't looking good. You yeah. Know? And so and this is against this year is against a tougher much tougher schedule than we expected. We never anticipated right. that, you know, the AFC East was going to be right. tough, yep. you know, and we thought Kansas city was going to be dealing with this. You know, everybody talked, I mean, I, we thought like the AFC West was going to be the best division, the toughest division in the history of football. Yeah. Well, it's, it's turned out to be a farce and, and it's still Kansas city, the king of that division. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm still optimistic. My biggest concerns and, you know, we've talked about this before the season started. My big concern was, I said, Josh got to stay healthy. Josh got to stay healthy. Right. Josh got to stay healthy. And I, I don't know if he's completely healthy, nor will he be maybe for the rest of the season. But he's they've managed him well through this. And he still makes some throws that take your breath away. Um, so I think, I think it's all good. Now, you know, I worry about other injuries too. And this team obviously has suffered more than they have in the previous years. Um, and some of that's just bad luck, you know, with injuries. I mean, I think the Bills have done a superb job with their medical science department and using technology to keep their team healthy. But there are just some years where that nothing matters. Like, it just doesn't work for you. And we'll see with Von Miller, like, it would be nice to get him back for the playoffs. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. So with Allen, I've, I've thought, and again, Scott Petoniak talking some bills with us here on the Pandemonium podcast, uh, Rochester Business Journal, the longtime best-selling author and uh, Bills insider. Um, with Allen, I've always thought about how, hey, if you're not going to get the elite, elite Allen, you know, last year's playoffs basically perfect against Kansas City and New England. If you're not going to get that one, you know what the next Josh Allen is? It's the Josh Allen who plays kind of like Brett Favre in the backyard with the boys. You know, throw it deep take some chances, 
Um, you know, maybe he's going to fumble here and there. He's going to get, you know, some bad breaks, a couple of drops, you know, the, 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 the fumble, you know, at a one yard line, he's going to slip in Tennessee maybe here and there. But then in the fourth quarter, he is going to be John Elway, you know, Bart Starr, uh, and whoever else you want to throw in there, kind of rolled into one with an unbelievably unique skill set. And you're going to get a little bit of that by a bad Scott, but boy, in the fourth quarter, yeah, he, he's there for you in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a great, great player. I mean, I, I, I'm just so impressed with him and yeah, I, he, I, again, he's that elite athlete that you never feel you're out of the game. Um, you know, and he has, he has that capacity you know, in that fourth quarter to, to make those types of plays that are going to, you know, win you a football game or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, he went, he went through a, a slump there and he's been dealing with the injury and stuff and, and whatever. But I think he's, you know, I think a lot of it, Mike is just, he's a, a much more cerebral quarterback than he was, yeah. but he's still instinctual and still will, you know, use his physical skills because he's just such a driven guy that he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And, and again, we get nervous, especially when he's leaping or whatever. I, I you know, <laughs> it's spectacular, but I don't want to see it. Know. You know, let, let Edmund Moses do that stuff. That's, you know, we don't, I don't want to see it on the football field because right. it just takes one awkward landing and then it's all done, you know? Um, but he is, he's just something special. And I think that, you know, I think this is just adding to his legacy, to be honest with you, that he's, he's overcoming first, you know, first the, the mental, uh, difficulties of going through the slump that all the great ones do mm -hmm. everybody does and and he, i thought he handled that well and um you know kind of backed off a little bit like i don't have to play hero ball and then he had the injury thrust upon him and that you know he had he's had to work through that as well so i think he's actually grown and i think it's just gonna you know bode well for the future he's only 26 mike we got to keep reminding ourselves he's 26 I know, years old. I know. You know, the best is yet to come. And hopefully it's going to be coming, you know, next month and, and uh, the first, you know, first uh, early February. Ken Dorsey, where do you land on him? What kind of a job do you think he's done this year? Um, some people were, you know, calling for, oh, how come you're not getting Dawson Knox in spots? How come you're not doing this? How come you're not doing that? Uh, you know, you're not give, giving them what Brian Dable did. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, we're only, you know, he's only – at that time, what, eight, nine games into his NFL career, 10 games, and you know, yeah. so you need time there. I actually think that because they've been able to run the ball the way they have, and that's pulled, you know, kind of some of the, the turnovers and all that, it's kind of sent them away because the Bills are able to win kind of in different ways, I think, more now than ever. And I think a big part of that actually might be because Ken Dorsey is scheming the balanced attack that Sean McDermott so desires. Yeah, and I think I think you, that's the point you hit on right at the end there. I think, you know, there was some tension, you know, between Dable and 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 McDermott last yeah. year. I think McDermott is still, you know, he's still he's still siding with the old school a little bit. I mean, he's obviously come come across the analytics and the modern game, and, and that you can't, you know, you've got to utilize and, and, and the risk reward of having a superb athlete like Josh Allen at quarterback and stuff. But, you know, I think that they've kind of scaled it back a little bit. And I, and I do think that, they're, you know, that it is important to be able to run the football efficiently. Uh, and, again, that's not to say, like, you got to dial Josh back and not have him throw or this and that, get ultra-conservative. Not saying that at all. But this is the time of the year. And also when you're deep, when you, 
you know, have unexpected things thrust upon you, such as Josh's injury, you know, that it's nice to have, you know, some other people carrying the load, you know, and, uh, you know, so, you know, looking for that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, offensive line versus defensive line. We know Von Miller is going to be out for a few more games at least, but at this point the Bills need him for, for January, obviously. Um, you know, Deion Dawkins on the other side. I, I've, I've argued it, Scott. Deion Dawkins, getting him back and getting him 100% because of what you alluded to earlier about keeping Allen upright. He's the cornerstone. He's the big block over there. You know, he's the left tackle. He's the blindside protector. Deion Dawkins is a mountain of a man who just eats people alive at the line of scrimmage and prevents them from getting to the superstar and Josh Allen. I think Deion Dawkins, you could argue, is as important as anybody on either side of the ball for this team other than Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, Von Miller was pretty good. If you, if you look at the impact he had, I mean, the, the number of pressures was ridiculous, was amazing. Yeah, and, and the impact he had on the guys around him. But yeah, no, there's no question. You've got to get Dawkins back. And I don't think I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think this is a great offensive line by any means. Yeah. I think that I think Josh masks some of the, mm-hmm. the deficiencies. I think it's a slightly above. It's like maybe a C plus line to be honest with you. But Dawkins is clearly. You know, you know the the big cog in that line. Um, he and Mitch Morris probably at center. Yeah. Um, you know, and so yeah, you, you want to get him healthy for this stretch run, and uh, you know that they've been able to. I think I think that's the other impressive thing when we talked about the injuries and stuff. We're talking about Josh and we're talking about Von Miller, you know, and, and Micah Hyde and so forth. But yeah, uh, you know, Dawkins is, is an essential part of this team and. Uh, you know, and it's going to come into even more play, you know, the deeper when we start start with the playoffs. And even before that, like as I mentioned, you know, going, going against Cincinnati, even the Jets. I mean, I, I think the Bills will beat the Jets, but, you know, they got a pretty good defense and they can get after you too. And and so, um, yeah, I, 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 I think Dawkins is, is – he's in the top five most essential players on, on this football team for sure. I hate, and I don't do it anymore, you know, looking at his schedule and going, that's a win. This is a pencil, this in for a li-. Because, come on, the NFL is the ultimate to use it. It gets used for a reason. Week-to-week league. I mean, it's it, one thing can happen one week, you're on top of the moon, and you have two injuries and your whole season goes apart. I mean, it, who, who knows? Like, it, it's one week at a time. However, if you had to ballpark it, do you think that the Bills – like is the number still I've always thought it was 14 and 3 to absolutely make sure that you're going through through Buffalo to to win uh, a Super Bowl. You have three losses here if you're the Bills. You can't lose again, right? Do you think yeah. 14 or 13 will be kind of the number here for Buffalo to get that home field with uh you know one two home games and two road games, one at home against New England, Cincinnati still on the docket. Is it 13, is it 14? What do you feel more comfortable with there? Well, I want to win out. Yeah. I'd feel comfortable there because I'm still concerned about not going back to Kansas City. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, and and as we've said, you know, Kansas City, again, like you said, on paper, who, you know, who, who can judge these things in this wacky league anymore? But, oh. you know, I mean, look at look at the remaining schedule, you know, there with, with the Chiefs. They got the Broncos, the Texans, the Seahawks. That could be a little bit more challenging. The Broncos again and the Raiders. Um, you know that that's a that's a weaker schedule than what the Bills are clearly facing, and you know the other thing that concerns me is like 
Yeah, they should beat the Jets and they should beat the Dolphins, you know, in Buffalo or uh, in Orchard Park. Um, but divisional games are so wacky, yes. uh, especially this year in this division, you know, that you can't you can't just assume it and put the W up there. So, again, I'm wondering, you know, if this this could come down to that Cincinnati game that, you know, you're you're going to have to put you're playing for home field advantage. Um, and and you're playing there, and that's uh, you know it's a nationally televised game and stuff. And and again, man, if you you watch Joe Burrow, I I've always been super impressed with him. And now that they you know now that he's got Chase back, um, that's a dynamic dynamic receiving core. They can run the football, and clearly, I mean they don't have a lights out defense. But the fact that you know what they've done against Mahomes in Kansas City. It, you know, can't be discounted. It's you know they've, they've got something figured out there. So you know, and they're they're that's a team I think that if you say like, well, we'll get into a track meet here, and yeah, I always like Josh Allen's chances of of putting points up on the board with anybody. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and go match you, but Burrow can do that too. With, with, you know, with that that type of offense. So yeah, I feel more comfortable winning out <laughs> and just not taking anything for granted here. Boy, when you watch Jordan Poyer play football, I mean, how would you describe him? Wow. Um, you know, what an impact he's had, right, since he's come back. Mm. Um, he, and, and we're, you know, we'll have to get into a situation. Are you going to pay him? You know, yeah. that, that's going to that's gonna come to a four at, at, at some point here. But um, I, I don't know. He, he is just such a solid guy that he knows he, – he is so cerebral and so smart – he knows where he's supposed to be. He's great at diagnosing plays, seeing keys, and he's also great. I think he's helped out. You know, this has been the big thing with both he and Hyde when they were there together. They get guys in the right position. Yep. You know, yep. they cover for, you know, you know, deficiencies at the cornerback position with the Bills. Um, you know, which there have been some, and you know, and you start to worry about Kyrie. Elam and stuff like being a healthy scratch at this late in the season for a first round pick is not good. But anyway, I just think he's uh, he's a quarterback of the defense, you know, and I think he's so smart and he really anticipates so well because he just he, he, he just instantly diagnoses things. And I think, he, again, he's just a great cerebral uh, type player that you love to have at the back of your defense. My final thing for you is, you know, this Odell Beckham Jr. watch thing. I mean, I guess he was getting wined and dined by Jerry Jones last night at a Mavericks game. Luca went off. I don't watch the NBA. I hate it. <laughs> but, you know, Be- Beckham was there, and, uh, you know, he's in he's in Big D. He's getting the treatment. Jerry Jones, you know, I'm sure those guys shared some cocktails together, too, because we know Jerry Jones likes to get after it. Where, where do you land on Beckham? Do you want him? I, I, I understand the impact he could have. We saw it in the Super Bowl last year. When he's healthy, he can be a real, real, real influence uh, type guy. But there is a little bit of baggage there. There's drama across the board. And, oh, yeah, there's also two, not one, two significant, uh, you know, knee reconstructions there in terms of, uh, you know, the ACL. So Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be, period, you know, where, period, and, and, and do you want him? Well, I think he's going to be in Dallas. I just get that feeling. Like, Perfect. Like you, you said, you know, I, I just think he's, 
I think he's wowed by the bright lights yep. in the big city. And, you know, he was in L.A., you know, he was in New York. And then Cleveland. That's why Cleveland didn't work. Cleveland. I yep. don't think he, yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he particularly liked the, the bright lights. They weren't bright enough for him. Right, there, so. right. So I, I see he's going to – I think – I think he's going to get wowed. And I don't think, nor do I want them – I don't want the Bills to go overboard, you know, to try to make this work. Um, now – you know, you can look at it, and, and I know people, including Tom Miller, obviously, has been, you know, been banging the drum for this, you know, since training camp. Right. Um, you know, about, oh, yeah, he's going to be in Buffalo, this and that. He is that guy. Like, had he not got hurt in that Super Bowl, I mean, maybe oh. the Rams romp. You yeah. know, I mean, he was he was trending before that, like, well, here's your Super Bowl MVP, That's right. right? I yep. mean, he was just, I mean, he, now, you raised the great point that, I'm also concerned. I'm not so much concerned about the baggage because I think there's a great culture in Buffalo, and, and you know they'll they'll run him right out of town if he if he acts up or whatever, which I don't think he's going to do because he's playing for a contract essentially, you know. But I do worry about you know the two injuries and where, where does he go from there? You know, like I mean that's to, to overinvest in that. Um, I don't know if I I want to do that. Would I would I like to see you know. A, a second receiver of that caliber, sure, on the Bills. And would I would I like to see, you know, uh, you know, Gabe Davis has been somewhat disappointing, you know, and yep. and some of the other secondary guys, Dawson Knox and whatever, they've kind of like disappeared. Like, where is that, you know, where is that slot receiver? Where is that safety valve? Like for for Josh, I mean, Stephon Diggs has been all world. He's all pro. You know, there's no question about it. But yeah, I feel I feel better, if, you know, to have have that second dynamic option but you know who knows maybe Gabe Davis will shine when the when the playoffs start again yeah and part of that feeling of course in closing closing really closing is that you know two guys Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox to me like haven't really shown up yet this year I mean Gabe Davis was kind of anointed the next superstar of the Buffalo Bills in terms of uh, the wide receiver position and beyond and I know Dawson Knox has gone through absolute hell losing his brother and, and what a horrible year for him but you know the Bills gave him the contract and they're committed to him you know we've got a, you mentioned Poyer you, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a free agent as well we've seen how important he's been uh, even more so this year so I look at that offense with like the dynamic of it and that's why it pulls me to ooh, maybe OBJ maybe you know because of the Davis Knox thing but by the same token I think Allen Dorsey and company I think that like their best possible offensive football is still maybe ahead of them I really do yeah, yeah, and again, you know, they've had to weather some storms and, uh, you know, uh, physical and mental and emotional and, um, you know, with, with Josh. And uh, so hopefully he's going to be, you know, fully, you know, as best as best as you can hope to be with that elbow and so forth when, when it comes playoff time. And hopefully there haven't been all the bags of tricks, uh, uh, you know, played with yet uh, by, by Dorsey and, and company and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, there, there's still chance for those those things to happen. I, I do think that, you know, they, they missed Cole Beasley, not that, you know, I mean, Beasley's kind of a knucklehead, but um, I, I do think I do think it's important to have kind of that, you know, that slot receiver that, you know, you feel comfortable with, especially when they're coming after you or they're, you know, playing every like everybody plays now, the cover two, trying to take the deep stuff away from me. You know, so I don't know. I, I mean, again, I still think that they're uh, if you can do it and 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 not have to uh, mortgage the future or whatever, 
you know, and that you, you know, both sides realize this is going to benefit both of us here and you got a chance to add another ring and, and maybe get a contract with not with us than with somebody else, you know, but otherwise, you know, let him go to Dallas. I agree. Scott Petoniak, best-selling author, columnist, Buffalo Bills insider, reporter for years, Rochester Business Journal. Unbelievable stuff, uh, as always, with you, Scott. Really appreciate the insight. And, uh, you know, let's see what this team does the rest of the way and, and have a great holiday season. You too. Thanks for having me.